Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Put your pads on because we've got an hour of hard-hitting football talk starting right now with movie star quarterback Sean Salisbury. I hardly recognize you clowns without the underwear on your head. guys welcome in it is the football hour along with my guy lorenzo neal i'm sean salisbury here on 95 7 the game we'll hear for an hour and um, after us you'll get uh, dan devone and alan styles to join you jake and cam are along as well tonight after a 49ers 22 to 16 victory over the los angeles chargers low welcome in the quietest talk in the league about a football team is the San Francisco 49ers when it comes to offense. Other than the McCaffrey trade, they take care of their business, pitch a shutout in the second half. Team is 5-4 and four now and uh, looks pretty solid, and they're kind of going under the radar, which is a nice thing. Good to see you, buddy. Hey, good to see you, Sean, as always, brother. You know, I, I love it. They're under the radar. No one's really talking about them. Who is this Niner team with the real San Francisco 49ers? Please stand up. Who are we? Are we to tell of the first half? The team that ran the ball showed that they can run it, but this seemed like this couldn't really just put them away, allow the Charger team to, to hang around, but a team that's shown a lot of bravado, too. When you look at this Charger team, look at their record. If they would have won the other night, they're 6-4. and four. People don't talk about, even though the Chargers are injury plagued. That team has been battling and finding a ways. They beat Atlanta, a team that the Niners lost to last week. So when you think about a team they beat, it everyone says, oh, the, the Chargers got an elite quarterback, and you got to see Herbert on display. I think people got to see what this kid is made of, the throws with third and fourth string receivers. And uh, pretty amazing what he was able to do. But this is a huge win. Huge win for the Niners. Huge. It is, and Herbert without both his starting tackles, both his starting, I mean, his starting receivers not playing. He made a throw off balance going to his left and throwing back to his right with it was a just a rip shot. He, uh, the, the people who would continue to say, well, maybe he's overrated, don't, don't understand the position. So that's for another day, but he is a monster. And it seems this is the Chargers' MO every year. The injuries seem to always get him. The 49ers, on the other hand, about as healthy as they've been all season long. And low with all the talk of quarterback play across the country in certain feathers from Geno to Brady, from Rodgers to Stafford, Stafford to Murray, who they'll face next week. They got, you know, I'm assuming he'll be healthy with his hamstring then, but Murray and Dalton, which will probably be Jameis Winston in the next couple of weeks, two quarterbacks they should beat to, you know, to push their record to seven wins. But I mean, you can't take any of them for granted. When you pitch a shutout, it, it's weird. I go on all these shows low, and I know you do too across the country and talk about it. And think about the conversation and dialogue we've had at the quarterback position in this town over the last two to three years in San Francisco. I'm just telling you, the quietest quarterback talk in the country right now in the National Football League is San Francisco. It's just business. And didn't it look like, even though he didn't throw a pick, I think had one sack, didn't, didn't throw a touchdown, 19 to 28, completing 65%, 240 yards. That kind of looks like a Jimmy stat line. And... 
they ran 41 times. You mentioned 69 plays total. That is the way the distribution wants to look for Kyle Shanahan. Now, we can get into if their weapons like Debo are touching the ball enough going forward low, but this looked like a stat line. Dominate the run game. Defense kicks ass and you know, goes out and plays well and shuts them out in the second half. You hang on. While it wasn't pretty, it was a win. You'd always like to play better. But I find a lot of character in it, and they're just continuing to just do their thing. A lot, it's, it's nationally, it's awfully quiet about the 49ers. Nobody talks about them as the best teams, and nobody talks about them, oh, they're, they're like the Packers where people say, what's going on with the struggle until this weekend, or in Arizona, or with the Rams? They're just kind of floating along, and before you know it, they're going to be challenging for first place in the division. So I would imagine they kind of like it sitting right here because there is no chatter, and I get asked quarterback questions all over the country. The only time they're asking about Jimmy is when I come on here, when I'm on when, when I'm in San Francisco, which is hasn't been the mo in this city and in this uh, for this football team over the last couple of years. No, you're absolutely right, Sean, and that's why you know I, I enjoy. I, I, trust me, I look forward to the, to the, to the Monday Mondays or Tuesday whenever we do the football hour because I like getting a perspective. I, I understand you and I where we know we know football, but I like a perspective because you played the game, played quarterback, the position that everyone talks about. And if you were just looking around the NFC and you watch, you know, last night the you know Philadelphia loses. When you you look around the NFC, you saw hey a guy Kirk Cousins, you know plays a great game but had some receivers make some big time plays when when you talk about the Niners and you look at those the teams in NFC you know the Cowboys and Green and the Cowboys and of course Minnesota the Purple People Eaters and you look at a, a, a team like Philadelphia what's separate why why so what is the biggest common what's the denominator in your opinion why you don't talk about the Niners in the same breath what is the main thing what's a couple things that you take away comparing these other teams to the Niners you know what that's a hell of a question one thing I know is that the 49ers defense can play with anybody that that I do know when this team gets healthy like they are and I think D'Amico's having a really hell of a hell of a season calling defenses and for the most part they're executing I mean they're at the top of the league in yards and points a game you know top five I believe in both given up and I, and I think the difference is, and Lo, I, I think we'd be talking more about it because the conversation is going to come about. Because I, you know, like I said, whether it's on New Orleans today and in Cleveland, and I'm, that's the AFC, but all over the place, Tampa earlier today as well. These shows you go on, they don't even want to talk about their team. They want to size up the NFC, right? And the AFC wants to size up the AFC. And I can't remember a time when the quarterback position was talked about so much, but was so at times pedestrian, I'll be honest with you, in the NFC. You think about it now. Think about the two big dogs, Brady and Rodgers. Rodgers, they finally broke out yesterday. He has not, a week ago, he had a bad game. He did not play well against Detroit. Brady finally looks like he's starting to, the last five quarters or so, their team looks like it's dangerous because if they get on that five or six game run, it's like, oh, hell no, here comes January. So those are the, the, the outliers, right, because it's those who those guys are. But let's go through it, Low in the West. Nobody's talking about Stafford. I know he's banged up, but they're not playing well. I mean, and, and he, no. I mean, they're throwing the ball to no. the other team. Nobody, Kyler Murray, they're talking about. Arizona you, saw what, crushed him. you saw what Colt McCory did yesterday. He played really good football in, in yeah. place of Kyler Murray. Uh, Geno Smith talked about But think about the quarterbacks. I know we've talked about this, but it bears repeating. Right now, going into this season, I assure you, we didn't say that this is who it, what it's going to look like. Geno, Cousins, Hurts, uh, Daniel Jones, possibly Taylor, uh, uh, Taylor Heineke has got their team hanging around. A Prescott coming off an injury who did not play well in the Packer game for the most part. Jimmy Garoppolo. Dude, look who we're talking about in the NFC. I mean, so... If you were ever going to make a run and say, damn, and Green Bay's down, Tampa Bay feels down, yet when all is said and done, you get to January, the most feared guy, as you and I mentioned a bit last week, is, is Tom Brady. So the equalizer is, I think that there's a lot, the, the reason why there's common denominators about all of them is, who scares you? I think we thought Philadelphia, mm. but when you really, okay, if, you, if Brady's playing Jalen Hurts in a playoff game, who are you picking? 
You're, you're taking Brady, dude. I mean, you have yeah, to. Brady. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I know Philadelphia is good, but they, they've proved, and I never had any delusions they were going undefeated. They were going to get beat at some point. Heineke goes in there, plays with energy. So I guess the point I'm making, where's the dominant team? Now, forget the record. Give me the eye test. Now, I'm going to tell you, the way that Minnesota's winning games late and Cousins has stepped up and he may, and Justin Jefferson, dude, is a different cat now. I, I'm just telling oh, you. This dude, dude. if we're did lining up our all, our all alien team, did I, every single time I turned around, <sighs> he's making a catch in traffic. Did, did, he makes like five of those type of catches a game when other guys, I mean, he makes those look like he's just catching it casual in practice. I mean, one-handed, he's, he's, he's a freaky talent, man, and, he, and he's performing on the field. So, but I, the, the, they, they proved to me that they can go on the road and win a hostile game, and Cousins has made some clutch, clutch throws. But people still don't trust him in January right now. I don't know. They, they're 8-1, and one and they still are like, yeah, but they beat this backup quarterback. That Well, they go beat Josh Allen. You know what they're saying now? Yeah, but Josh was banged up. You know, he didn't really have his full way. You, you, we, we get those excuses, right? So there's a lack of trust still in an 8-1 and one Minnesota Viking team. I'm on there every week, on Thursday every week, and they still, yeah, but, Sean, the questions here are, can he beat this quarterback and this quarterback? Because the next month they'll tell it because he's got to beat Allen and Prescott and Daniel Jones. I mean, they start naming names. I'm like, okay, but you can only play the, nine, the, the games that are on your schedule, right? But go through it, Lowe. Tell me who honestly strikes fear into your heart. Combine offense and defense, yeah. and you tell me in the NFC where you sit and say, That's, uh, we thought it was Philadelphia, and I think they're still really good, but if Kirk Cousins has a good game against Philadelphia, they can be there. Their talent level is the same as Philadelphia's is. They're loaded on offense, too. Right. So you tell me, you talk about the great equalizer. The great equalizer is there's some mediocrity being played by even the good teams that we consider Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. Believe it or not, the commanders scare me against the, the commanders oh, yeah. match up better against the Niners. They match up better against the Niners than Philadelphia do. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the commanders can run the ball. Philadelphia had no answer. Philadelphia's front looked at like the Niners front far as being able to stop the run with the inconsistency. The commanders, they put on big boy pads, went to Philadelphia last night and said, I'm going to I'm going to show you that I can beat you playing physical and I'm going to limit Jalen Hurts on, on, on offense and limit his play. I'm going to grind the clock. I'm going to eat up clock. I'm going to convert third down and I'm going to run the ball on first. Oh, how about I'm running on second? And every now and I'm going to run it on third and see if you guys can stop me. And you saw the commanders just beat Philadelphia. up. So I don't they don't scare me. Like I'm with you, Sean. So to answer your question. Philadelphia doesn't scare me with their because I think their defense they can't stop the run and that's what the Niners do well. They create running opportunities, so they they match up Philadelphia. The Niners match up great against Philadelphia, so that's a team that doesn't scare me. You know, in in, in the NFC, I look at Kirk Cousins and seeing now with Dabin Cook and some of the guys and his weapons and how they can throw the ball and things that they're doing, they're a little scary. Uh, you know, right now, it, it, for me, I'd say, okay, look at look where Philly is. I look at Dallas, though. Dallas is saying, okay, they got a two-headed monster. They can have some success running the ball. I think that, to me, if they'll it's going to come down to it, coaching. That's a problem. 48 right. times thrown when you get the commitment in Dallas, right? I Agreed. told you, which, look, we were on this show talking about run game and the Cowboys, what Kellen Moore was going to do when they reopened up, the, when, he, when Prescott got back and you could open it up more with him than you could with uh, Cooper Rush, who was a, we went 4-1 and one this year, and we talked about it, but they were, and they were throwing 18 times, 24 times. They did not expand it, but right. And all of a sudden Prescott comes back, and I told you, and I said, you watch. He's going to start doubling the throws. See, because Kellen Moore wants to be a head coach, dude. He, he doesn't want to throw it 22 times. He wants to throw it 40 times to show everybody in the world that now he wants to win. Don't misunderstand me, but to show everybody where he can flex and say, see, when I got this guy out, I can expand the offense and do all these fun things that Kansas City can do with Mahomes and Buffalo can do. Yet the bread and butter is to play defense and hand the ball to Pollard and mix in Zeke. And then you throw plays off play action and get CeeDee Lamb on a dig route off a of play action fake. And, Lo, you think about that now. Even though Minnesota 8-1, like I said, do they strike fear in you? You're like, no, no they're talented, but no. there's always a but at the end of these things. And think, look, okay, let's look at the top three teams in the NFC. Minnesota, Philly, 
and Dallas. let's see, South, and Dallas. Dallas. Right? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I would say that's fair, right? <laughs> but, but Dallas is Walker. Let's give another division one. There's Seattle and Tampa. Okay, so let's say even if you decided, even though Tampa beat Seattle and now the Packers just beat the Cowboys, let's just say that we're going to give Tampa Bay the third best team. Or let's go Dallas or the Giants. I don't, I don't really care who you put as the third team. Now go to the wild card team, San Francisco, uh, the Cowboys, the Giants, possibly Washington, and tell me when you line up that you don't trust Heineke as much as Cousins in a big game. Right now with the energy, you're saying, hey, much difference, right? I'm not saying Cousins right. is a better player, but I'm talking about the way the energy they're feeding off. Hasn't Heineke won three or so in a row or four? go three and four in a row? Yeah. Three, right, right? Yeah. And then you look. I'm not saying who's better. Then you say, okay, Jimmy against Hurts. Jimmy can beat Hurts. Hurts can be Jimmy. So my point is, now, and it, the ironic thing is the two teams that are, we're saying, well, Tampa's going to make the playoffs by default, and if they get hot, Green Bay scrambling, the two quarterbacks you fear the most are two teams. One's going to have to fight and scratch to get in the playoffs with Green Bay. The other's going to get in by default, and then they're dangerous when they get in. So my point is, when I look at the AFC and I say, okay, AFC, what do you think? You instantly go to Mahomes. You instantly go right to Tua, and you instantly go to Josh Allen because of the way they're playing. Say, clear cut, these guys are monsters. And even if you pull Tua out and you still don't trust him, like Cousins, you say he's having a good year, but I don't. I got to see them when it's really nut cutting time. Okay, right. So you got Allen and Mahomes and Herbert, right? Of well, damn. But other than that, I mean, they're top heavy. Dirty there. Natty. Then the rest, the right, 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 Cincinnati. Yeah, 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 but they got to get in. So they're another team with Burrow, right? And Lamar. I guess what I'm saying, you throw Lamar in there when he's right. Look at the difference in the quarterbacks you fear in the AFC compared to the quarterbacks you fear in the NFC. Hell, we're talking about two. Uh, Joe Burrow's kind of getting lost in the shuffle. Think about that loss in the shuffle, and, and and we just mentioned Lamar Jackson. We're kind of, okay, too. I mean, Zach Wilson's trying to be a playoff team, and he'd be the one you fear the least, yet they're playing well. My point is, quarterback heavy in the AFC, defense running physicality in the NFC. You get my point? And so the NFC, the seventh team can beat the first team because the quarterbacks are damn near equal. I'm just telling you, there ain't a lot of difference right now between Jalen Hurts and friggin' uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or the, or the way Daniel Jones is playing. There is a big difference between Patrick Mahomes and whoever's going to slide into that seven hole in the AFC. But there's about five of them that are nasty as hell, right? Zach Wilson to Patrick Mahomes, come on now. The, the truth is the Jets can't, they're, they're not beating them. They're not running that table, although they may upset somebody. So you see my point, the, the parity or the equality when it comes to the quarterback position, I flip 7-1 and 1-7 and one and in the NFC. It's pretty much 6-1 and one after the other, which goes to your point. You better run it, you better play physical, and you better control the damn line of scrimmage or you're in trouble. That and the way you put that, Sean, is awesome because you're absolutely right. When you talk about the AFC, the parity in how these quarterbacks, how much more superior what they do as far as firepower, it's not even in the same sentence. When you look at the because right. the two guys in the AFC, the NFC rather, that uh, Rodgers and Brady, they're on the outside looking in, and, and Tampa's got some issues. We'll see. But if you think about after those two, oh my goodness, as you said, the NFC, there's no one that you fear. There's no one you're like. Okay, who do you want? So you're right. You one in seven. It's like flip a coin anybody can you know, beat anybody i totally you know you know who's playing the nasty who's as nasty as there is in the nfc right now is justin fields the last month this dude is playing like a like he's from saturn or mars or somewhere else i mean yeah he's not a bad team human. but yeah yeah he's not gonna get to the playoffs but he is playing out of his frigging mind right now wow. and he's not gonna sniff the playoffs so that ought to tell you he's gonna be left home and you could say for the last month that he's about as difficult to defend as there has been in the league. He's been that good. Oh, without a doubt. When you watch Phil's, what he did, even in losing battle against Detroit. Oh. I mean, did you see the touchdown that he ran for? Yeah. I mean, it was like how many tackles and things he breaks. It's like this kid, if he had some weapons around him, my goodness. Chicago traded up the way all their defensive players, they can't stop anyone. But my goodness, the kid's playing out, out, out on fire. He, he, so when I look he, at the... He, I was going to say, he's doing with quarterbacks right now, his last month, what Justin Jefferson's doing at the wide receiver position, where they're just like head-scratching ability, yeah. right? The way they make plays. Yeah, it's pretty frightening. <laughs>
it, it really is. It really is. It's just going to be interesting down the stretch to see if the Niners. The biggest thing I want to think the Niners, and I think Sean, you would probably agree with me, if you had to get in a shootout with the Minnesota, if you happen to have to get in a shootout with Dallas, can the Niners have the ability? Can they stop you? And can they do? And it, this is why this team is going to be predicated. I hope to see that you know that Ormstead and and, and hopefully God for oh God, hopefully something happens in Rackley's at Ken Law. Somebody they need to make sure you get that defensive front secured. That's the biggest thing for me. If the Niners defense can get back to what it was in Week One and Week Two and get some more depth and get some help, because that's the backbone of this team. Because offensively, even with the weapon. They have, you know, let's take Debo's great, but he's not a receiver like Jefferson. He's not, he's not going to do those things at the receiver. And I don't know, is it because, of, and that's the thing though, Sean, could he and Ayuk and, and, and Kittle, could they be better if you had an elite type of quarterback? Because it ain't no way in the world Kittle shouldn't be a, a non-issue. It's no way in the world he's too good of a tight end. He, he's too much of a mismatch. So when this team, and I look at some of the weapons, and I'm not comparing them to, because look, Jefferson, those guys are better than Let's be honest. Now, yes, Debo may be more physical, but as far as receiver, come on. So when you look at it like that, these guys, can they get to that 28? Can they be a team weekend that can get you 28? Just 30. If, if, if you knew that, we would be Sean. I think we'd be having a different conversation. Yeah, let me let me throw some some stuff at you. Uh, Cam uh, is along as well as Jake tonight, and uh, we'll take your calls eight eight eight. Uh, 957-9570 on the other side of this break, but for a couple more minutes before we go, let me run some numbers by you, and I'm going to ask you, Low, to ponder this: Do you need an elite quarterback in the NFC to get to February to play in Arizona? And I'll tell you why. You mentioned great about can they step up their defense. Here's where they sit now, and here's what it looks like for them. They're number one in the defense in yards. They're only giving up 280 yards a game. They're giving up less. They're giving up two touchdowns and a field goal plus an, uh, a two-point conversion. They're giving up uh, 18, just over 18 points a game. Bosa, obviously, five and a half sacks in five games. He's a monster. And here's where they're facing the rest of the year. They got to go Mexico City. They're going to have Kyler Murray who's erratic as hell. They're going to have Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston, erratic as hell. You're going to get Tua, who's the best of the three. Then you're going to get Brady. So those two back-to-back Dolphins and Buccaneers, dangerous, right? I mean, those two are playing high. They're both high-octane offenses when they're going. Seahawks, Geno's having an MVP year. They're at Seattle. The Commanders, Heineke will see at that point in time what happens. Raiders and Derek Carr, they're completely lost. And the Cardinals again with Kyler. And five of those games are at home. Uh, Yeah, I said the Commanders. They're last. Commanders, Raiders, Cardinals. They have five of them at home. One's on the road in New Mexico City. New Mexico City. In Mexico City. It's not New Mexico City, or that'd be in the United States. (laughs) It's It's in Mexico City. And then two on the road, and that would be at Seattle and at the Raiders. Seattle will be tougher than the Raiders. I mean, they're a better team, obviously, than the Raiders. So with that, is this the year we say you didn't need an elite quarterback? If they play the defense they're playing, and let's just say that this is the offense we see till January, till, till, till January low. We see 240 to 260 yards passing. Maybe their defense is good enough unless you run into Kansas City. Let's say I'm trying to think of, okay, how can, who would get you in a shootout? I mean, it could happen to any of them if you get a little lucky, but the Dolphins and the Buccaneers, maybe, right? Those seem to be the two teams that could force you to score a lot of points if they're, if they're right and the Buccaneers are going. Other than that, there's a lot of eh, Cardinals, eh, Saints, eh. The Seahawks will grind on you. They're capable, but they, I don't see them hanging 45 on the, on the, on the Cardinals. I mean, on the, on the 49ers. Niners. Commanders, they, they'll play some defense. They play physical defense. Jack's got it. Del Rio's got his defense playing good football, and they attack. And then the Raiders and Cardinals again. So is this the year, low before we go to break, that the, the, the 49ers, if they play great defense and they take care of their business just in the five games at home, they take care of their business at home. They're in the playoffs. It's, it's, it's cut and dry. Because it's the NFC, you get to nine, you're in. You get Cutting to ten, down. you may win the division. So they're, they're in the so if they do that, and, and Jimmy throws for two sixty, they're nineteen of twenty eight, and they run thirty eight times. Say they have sixty five to seventy play in that range where the average is, and they run the ball thirty eight times. 
and they give up three touchdowns a game. I'm even going to give them an extra field goal, 21 points a game. How, how do they fare? Do they have to be? In, do they have to play great no. quarterback to no. get there? You will no. in the you will in the Super Bowl, and you may have to in the playoffs if they raise the level a little bit. But you, you're not having to. Play. I don't think you have to play elite quarterback football. You got to be smart football to get and win this division and take care of their business. This may be the team that the Niners, when you look at as far as teams of last year, talking about in the year before. Teams probably was better all around offensively and do the things that they could do. But this yep. is a year that out of every out of the year, Sean, this is a year that they should be able to get to the I mean, just because of the talent and the quarterbacks that you're talking about, it doesn't take elite quarterback to get to the Super Bowl this year. Your big dogs are outside looking in and have a lot of issues with the big dogs. Tampa Bay can't run the ball with any type of consistency. You see now they're trying to go more with White. They don't have it up front. So when you get Tom Brady's getting hit, Aaron Rodgers don't. So this, without a doubt, you do not lead elite quarterbacking to make it out of the NFC. You got to have consistent, and you got to be able to play defense. Defense. Hell of a point. I want to hit more on that. So the question is: more of an elite play caller, or more of an elite? play executor at quarterback the play caller especially in san francisco with the weapons you have what will be more important jimmy's excellence or how kyle shanahan deploys and calls plays for this offense we'll discuss that take your calls at 888-957-9570 we are going next 30 minutes here till the top of the hour it's 95-7 the game. It's the football hour, and this uh, segment was brought to you by Lucky California. It was sponsored by Lucky California. Coming right back with Lorenzo Neal. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, back to the football hour with Sean Salisbury and Lo Neal on 95.7 The Game. The phone number 957-9570, that's 888-957. 9570, along with Low Neal, I'm Sean Salisbury, Jake and Cam along, making sure, keeping us honest and rolling along. All right, Low, I'm making you the offensive coordinator, second half of the season. You're Kyle Shanahan. We're healthy. I need to know how you're going to, we are. Defense is good. You know what we're bringing to the table. And you, you may think different than somebody else about how you feel about your defense. What kind of offense you're going to uh, employ, and how you're going to deploy your people? What's the approach? I know game plans change by week, but you got to have your foundation. What is it? And my foundation is, hey, diddle diddle, I got to kittle down the middle. But not only that, I want to make sure I keep McCaffrey running outside tackle zone. I want to make sure that I pitch the ball to him because this guy can make guys miss in space. I want to jump in a little bit more twelve. If I'm this, if I'm this Niner team, I'm going to jump in a little bit more twelve position because I want to see you stretch the defense. I want you to defend every blade of glass on the field. So when I got twelve personnel on the field at times, now what I do is I got two tight ends. Now I know that I'm gonna get some more double teams because someone's gonna be a 
there's someone going to be uncovered. You can't guard cover everyone on the offensive line. So with that being said, now I got two two good receivers, Ayuk and Debo. So now I'm going to create, look for those one that that one one on one opportunity, and now I'm gonna see can he win in space? Can Ayuk win in space? Can Debo win in space? Because you got to get these guys the ball more often. And if you can run the ball against on 12 personnel with two tight ends and one back and have success, you know what that's going to do, Sean. Now you're going to have to bring the safety down, and now you have to put eight guys in the box. So somewhere on your receiver, you got one receiver, one guy is going to be manned up. And that's just the way defense has to play, especially in 12 personnel, if the team's having success running the ball. So that's some of the things that I'm doing just talking about from a schematic part. Lo, you've been around, you, you played hell, pushing double, I mean, not only double digits years, but hell, what's 15 or 16 of them? How many total? Yeah, 16, 17, I got hurt. 16, right. So 16 of them, I was right then. Okay, think about this, Lo, of all the, uh, the, the, the egos and pride you're on, and that's what makes athletes great. It's also what drives people crazy about people who want the football. I haven't heard any buzz about it. Um, is six touches enough to keep Debo Samuel happy? That's what he got yesterday. Could there be any jealousy that comes in that they focus it on the new guy? I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying that I haven't heard one ounce of anybody. I don't live in the Bay Area. I just try to pay attention to those who do. And I'm watching closely because you're talking about the the fact that he was the, the best Swiss Army knife in, knife in the league getting him paid, right? So the question is, is he okay with this? Deep down in places he's not talking about. And are they good enough? I mean, will they be good enough to throw it to him two or three times, hand it to him four or five times? I don't like the fact that he's, kept, that he's touching the ball less than ten times. I don't. I'm not Kyle Shanahan. You're the new offensive coordinator. Is there a chance that if this continues... As long as they're winning, I doubt we'll hear anything. But is there a chance that they lose two in a row and he's not touching the ball that we could hear whispers of what the hell's going on or even in wins? Could it creep into this locker room or are they safe from this? Well, I think that it could creep in because I I think, believe it or not, I really believe that Kittle's unhappy. And I, I'm just going to tell you, that's just no. I haven't heard anything so you're even about throwing, that. You're at even all. throwing Georgia, right? You're throwing Georgia in there too. They're trying to distribute basketballs to all of them, meaning footballs, obviously. <laughs> be, be, because here's the thing, and, and here's the Kittle will block his butt off, his ass off. You know that. And Diva, all those guys, they're going to play hard. But when you know that you, when you know that you can do more, if you're Kittle, you say, okay, I know I can block. But I know what I can do if I catch the ball and I get and I'm in the secondary. I know the nightmare I present for defense defenders. And if you're Debo, you say, "Yeah, I can run off routes and do all that stuff and take two with me." But I know if I get the ball in my hand, one guy's not going to tackle me. And then if I'm Brandon Ayuk, I'm saying, "Okay, they're doubling him. Give me some totes. Give me some opportunities for I can beat you because I have the capability to do that." And then guess what? You just brought in a pretty good running back. And you watch McCaffrey, you got a scene at the end of the game. He wasn't that. And, and this is what Shanahan went with the young, the other back. And he was very, very effective running in between tackles. So they're mixing it up. I get it. But no, no. I think that you, I think that you're limiting yourself in scoring. I think you are limiting your offense. I think Debo should be touching the ball eight to 10 times at a minimum. I think that, I think that 85, I think that you got a tight end should be touching the ball at least at the bare minimum five times, at least. And Ayuk needs five touches. So just right there, that needs to be 25, 25 times those guys touch the ball. You have, I'm not talking about some kind of way that needs to be 25 targets just for those guys. And then if you're talking right. about running the ball 30 to 40 times a game, that's, that, that's the recipe for success. But these guys yeah, got to touch. They're too big of weapons not to touch the ball. Even if touches include running backs, I mean, uh, 25 to 30 range for me, I, I got to have that. I, I, I think it also makes defensive coordinators go crazy knowing they have to defend all of this. The less you expand, the more defensive coordinators say, 
this is who they are. We're too late in the season, like when we get to week 12 and 13 and 14. This is their base stuff aside from a player or two. But the more you put it on tape now, and you know this, the more it drives defensive coordinators crazy. And they start trying to defend stuff. They start chasing a ghost. Stuff that's not even there, they'll put in to try and defend it because they're afraid to death of what comes out. Lo, have you ever moved in the middle of a school year when you were in junior high or high school? Moved in the middle of a school year and walked into a, to, to class or into school. Have you ever done that? <laughs> no, but I, okay. I can imagine. No, I have not. Okay, well, I have. And, you know, I like to think I'm fairly hot, okay, you know, and athletic, but I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to think I'm Tell a friggin' the, smoke tell show. Tell me the story, baby. Okay, don't hate. I'm but, excited. You know, okay, I could, when you move into a new school, and I'm, I'm comparing this, and not because I, I'm kidding about being hot, but you know when the new guy walks in who's tall and you're in the eighth grade, yeah. and you walk into and my school in Escondido, California, where I know you in, yeah. is in, it was a Hidden Valley Middle School, it was all indoors, right? You, you, every, all the yeah. classes were entered from indoors. And so I can remember we moved there in the middle of a school year because my dad's job, we, huh. we, had, we got transferred. Yeah. And so I can remember walking into class and that feeling of you walk in and everybody, you're walking down the hallways and into class, everybody's staring at you. Regardless, whether whether it's because you're hot or because you look like the newest dork in school, right? But I was tall, and then they find you know you know how it is. I mean, it's impo- that's the way it is. It doesn't matter what you look like. I'm kidding, but everybody wonders who's this guy. They start to side eye you, right? They start to side eye you because right. the thing that comes to their mind is, well, what if he's an athlete? Is he smart? We all do. A new guy comes in. If you're sitting there, say, oh, does he play my position? Or what if my girlfriend likes him more? What you're in the eighth grade, right? And it, so, right. and then you get to the point where you like start to defend. You're like, "Hold on a second, now this is my friggin' house." So with Ayuk, right. young kid, Kittle, and George is the ultimate team player. The only reason I'm saying this is because it seems to me it's it's human. The, 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 matter of fact, it's fairly inhuman not to care, right? You're like, "Damn, you can be a team player and still care." So with, with George and Ayuk's new, but Kittle, how many times does Kittle want to hear that, Je- that Kelsey's the best tight end in football? That's got to drive him nuts. Even though he's not going to admit it, got to drive nuts. And then you got McCaffrey. So McCaffrey's the guy who walked into school with reputation that everybody knew. Who's this new guy? Smart, good looking, athletic. Ooh, does he play my position? Where's my girlfriend at? Did she? Did, was she checking him out in the hallways during, you know, in between class? Uh, where are you at? And you walk and you put your arm around her to make everybody know the new guy that that's my girl, right? Well, is it possible that that could happen here if 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 it doesn't Kyle have to be cognizant? I I, I know it sucks having to distribute it, but don't you got to make sure for defensive purposes the pressure you'll put on them, but also to and I don't mean to kiss the ass of your players, but to give you that feeling of okay. Then once you meet the new dude and he's cool as hell, you're like, okay, come on into the group, right? And McCaffrey seems like a guy who fits in anywhere, so you welcome him. But it's still cutting into your stuff, man. And in the end, what do most players want, Low, They want their two things. They want to get theirs, which is a championship, and then they want to get theirs, which is a bag. And when you're cutting into a few things, it's like, wait a second now. Don't be cutting into my incentive bag. Don't be cut into my touch bag because this all equals one big picture. After the championship, we want to win more and we all want to get paid. And so my point is, is there a chance, and I think you know where I'm going with this, that you could feel a little left out if Kyle's not cognizant of getting touches for everybody. And it'll only help them because, well, they've got about four weapons that can dominate a game at any given time. Without a doubt, guys are feeling that way, and, and because, like you said, and not, and, and they don't mean to, but they're like, "Hey, it's not a negative man, way I, where they're going to loud talk." No, though. you know what I'm saying, no. right? Exactly, absolutely. Right. But what you're saying, you, you laid it out just perfect because, like, hey, look, this is my girl. Now, don't forget what I was able to do. Hey, Cal, you, I, you don't think that you don't think the kid will, hey, you know, catches the ball in practice. Hey, Cal, I still can do this. Hey, here I am, yeah, and he laughs summer. about it. <laughs> hey, you, you, come on, you know how they are. Debo, like, hey, don't remember, you know, I, I carried this team last year. What about, what about me? You know, so Nayuk said, hey, what I what, let me, let me shine too. So, I think a coach has to be cognizant of it, and and you can't just run plays to say that I got those guys to touch the ball. You got and, no. and Cal Shanahan's more creative. Run, run he for success, it. right? You exactly. got to run for success, no doubt. No, no question, Sean. And so when you think about a guy like Kittle, he's going to line up on the tight to tight end position. He's going to line on the ball or off the ball if he's going to move or go in motion. And then you got to say, what are they going to give you? 
What kind of defense? What are you? What are you getting? Are you getting cover two? Are you getting a man over over him? So there's read routes for tight end too. There's a juke route. Okay, they're playing two. How's he going to get to look? They're playing too deep. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put Kittle. I'm gonna put Ayuk on the same side with you. I'm gonna go. You know, put go trips. You know, where you got the Z and the Y, and then the, the Z to X and the Y on one side. Okay. I'm going to make these two guys where the safety has to cover. So I'm going to create where there's a one-on-one matchup that you're going to be there by yourself, George. You can do that by design and by coverage and by by, by, by whatever you're doing as an offensive coordinator. So how do you create those mismatches that you want? And you have to do that for each one of these guys. And the guys know, hey, and you practice it. And I know Cal Shanahan is doing this. That here, this is his play. Here's what they're going to give you. You can watch tape and show you what teams have done. What do they do using with three by three? What do they do with trips? What do they do with doubles? Twins. And so when you look at the defenses and look at what other teams you're playing, you're saying, this is what we're going to get by design. This is how they're going to play this. When we go in motion, they're going to go zone here. They're going to push it off. Here's where it's going to be. So I think, Sean, this job that everyone's acting like is not that difficult. Now, the question is, do I have a guy that these guys believe the quarterback can get the ball. Is the, the offensive line blocking long enough for it to be a seven-step drop, and this is when it's going to come up? Is it the play's design where they got to be developed, and is my line doing the thing? Is everyone taking turns making mistakes? Or are we playing well enough for this to happen? Because a lot of times you're not going to get those big shots again because defense are going to say they're going to make these adjustments. This is what they tried to do. Hey, we're going to do that. So I don't know what's the answer, but I'm place for these guys no question absolutely lorenzo neal sean salisbury football hour cam and jake are along as well uh, here on 95 7 the game okay we're going to play a four-pronged game i don't want you to look at the standings i don't care what the standings are i'm talking about you watch football ad nauseum i test it's here's how you're going to label i'm going to label it. it's the main appetizer main appetizer means this team's alive and well fair enough that there, that's a good meal. They're alive and well for this. Then we have the salad fork, which is a little bit of fork. We're sticking a fork in it, but they're still alive. We have the uh, the the main course fork, which is eh, they're teetering on the brink. And we have the pitch fork, which means their ass is done for the year. All right. So if they're if they're hanging around, that's that's the full meal, man. We're we're keeping them in the game. We're gonna have everybody eat. If it's a salad fork, they're teetering on the brink, and you think there's a possible fork, but they're still alive for for a run. And then you got the main course fork, which you know what they they have to have a little bit of a miracle to make it. The pitch fork means they might as well load up their golf clubs and they're done. Okay, so here we go, and I'll give you mine. Start with, uh, let's start in the East, Philadelphia. Main course, still alive, Super Bowl contender. Yes, the full meal. I think without a doubt, with you, I'm with you, Philadelphia, full meal, they're still alive. One loss, you looked at them, even though last night they didn't look great against the run, I think they're in this thing. Okay, New York Giants. I'm going to say salad fork. I love what they're doing. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but at seven and two, I can't say I, I have nothing. Listen, their offensive coordinator is going. To, Mike Kafka's doing a phenomenal job. I just don't see them playing in February this year. Talk to me next year. Little salad fork. They're going to be around. I don't think they're around in late January. Yeah, they're a salad fork. They're they're going to stick around, but they're not. They're not a full course meal. They're not going to win a Super Bowl. I, my dad used to tell me, son, every bee that ever was was partly sting and partly buzz. I think they're more buzz than sting. I like that. Hell, I like it. We'll play Buzz and, Buzz and Sting for the AFC next week. I like it. I'm my man. As, as my man Jenzel would say, all right, okay, okay. my man. All right. Okay. My man. I'm going to okay. put cases on all you bitch, right? <laughs> King Kong ain't King got King on me. You're all right. Okay. Uh, my man. Dallas Cowboys. Mm, I'm putting that. I'm going salad fork. Salad. I okay. like their defense. I don't trust their passing game. I don't know why. I just don't right now. I think they can hang around. Uh, they're a Super Bowl threat, but they're still they're teetering if they're not careful of getting a little deeper fork put in. they got to win big games. I need more out of them. Yeah, and I, and I can see why you say that. The difference with me with the Dallas Cowboys, period, and I think a little bit with, with some of the teams that I, I think that I think you would agree, 
The reason why I do that because I think it's I think it's coaching. I think because of the fact that you don't know what you have, Dallas Cowboys should be throwing the ball no more than thirty times a game. You don't need to get in shootouts. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, you got a two-headed monster, and both those boys are hungry. Zeke understands he's on his way out. Zeke understands this may be his last year in Dallas, or he's going to be the backup. And even but or he's going to take the pay cut and say, "Look, I don't mind taking this backup role to stay in Dallas." But you got a two-headed monster. You should be running the ball way more than. Like this is what's wrong with the Cowboys. So I go more coaching. So that's why I'm saying the salad fork because I just don't trust what they're doing. All right, Lo. Here's one, Washington. I- I'm telling you, I'm giving them the the, the, the main course fork. But I'm going to tell you something now. If we just took the seven best teams in the NFC by record, do you realize that they're teetering on the playoff? On the I'm forget division winners. I'm saying the seven best records. You got the, the the three teams in the NFC East, Seattle, and then you'd go to now they're in the loss column because they played one extra game, so they're they're half one more loss, but their conference records three and four, so San Francisco would be ahead of them, and then Minnesota'd be ahead of them, and Tampa. They're teetering on the brink of if we just went with the best records, they're like in the top eight. So the, the, we, we the, they got four teams that are playoff contenders there. I'm going to give them the the. the main course fork just because I don't know if they can sustain this but if they keep Heineke should not come out of the lineup for Carson Wentz period uh, no and I, guess what I don't think Riverboat Ron's going to pull him you can't because Heineken gives you more what he's been able to do and I'm going to tell you right now to me and Niner fans don't want to hear it Think low cut out. You guys, somebody get in my ear. Am I right? Can you guys hear low okay? Okay. Okay, I'll keep going. Low, you there, buddy? Try me one more time. Talk to me. See if he's there. Johnny, you got me? Yeah, I got you now. I got you now. Oh, you're, you're finishing oh. your point on Riverboat Ron? Yeah, I think Riverboat Ron, I think if you look at Riverboat Ron, I think he's not going to go back to Carson Wentz. I don't think he would. It'd be silly to do that because this team has been winning. And here's what I will tell you. I know Niner fans probably don't want to hear this. Now, if I said, who would you take out of anybody on the line? I'll take Nicky Bosa first. But I'm telling you, if I was picking a front four or front five in football, I would take that front four over that front four over the Niners. I'm just oh, telling I you where I'm at. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm so, I, I, no, not, 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 not Nicky Bosa. No, I'm telling you, as a as a group, that's that yes. down four as nasty as it gets. I, I'm okay. You know, okay. I, I, Jack, I, I knew Jack felt that way. Del Rio going in. Oh, dude, they they he you don't have to apologize for that. You're not going to get a lot of argument around the league from those four, especially when all of them are healthy. Oh, yes, you you, you oh. don't have to argue that. All right, okay. uh, Seattle, Seattle. Oh, we're talking Super Bowl now. Salad fork for me. I love the way Geno's played, but I just don't think that they can sustain this into a Super Bowl. They're solid for me, too. They're inconsistent. They just don't have enough. I don't think their defense is good enough. I think Geno's okay. I just don't I don't like them. I'm not in love with them. You saw I might even put them. I might even put, you know what, Low? I might even put the, the, the main course fork in them. I think they can get, they're going to get to the playoffs. playoffs. I just think that they could be one and done. I think they could be in and out immediately in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. with you with uh, uh, yeah. 49ers, I'm going salad for because I think their defense is so good and they got so many weapons. I'm not. I, I mean, they're a main course fighting for it. I guess I should probably say that they're the main course. It's between a main course. Put it that they, I gave them half a stake. That four, that die, that die fully gives them and fork give them half a stake. I think they're in it, even though they're in second place. Their defense and their weapons, to me, they're going to end up winning the West. But I got to see more consistency, like you said, on the explosive game and when they do. I actually think they're better than Seattle, even though the record's not. So for me, it's the it's between the little uh, appetizer fork and the full meal. I think they're still in it. I think they could be playing in February. See, I'm, I, here, like you said earlier, when we, before we even got, I think that yeah, no quarterback scares me, and I give them a, just a fighting chance, like the NFC period. But the biggest thing to me, when it comes to them, just far as defensively, I don't know if they're good enough to stop the run yet. I mean, you haven't played, you have. That's the thing that scares. Now I know they can get after the passer. And I want to see them play a team when they play Seattle again in two weeks. I want to see. Tampa doesn't necessarily scare me because Tampa can't run the ball. Because I told you, I think the running, their starting running back is done. I, I look at the kid. I know he was in, you know, who played over, you know, drafted him high and thought that he was he was Fournette. But I don't like Fournette. I just think he chatters his feet. I do not think he's a, and, and their offensive line is hurt. 
But Tampa doesn't scare me. I just don't know if they play a running team, you know, can they when they win the, the commanders and they don't I don't think they match up well against the commanders. The Cowboys Look at are Seattle. making a commitment to the run game, right? It, yes, right. it's Seattle. Can they beat Seattle? And that's what's going to be a good test too, because I'm, yes, Seattle's a team that I don't give them a lot of credit to, but they can run the ball. And is the Niners going to allow Seattle to stick around for Seattle can pound the ball for them and late make them the you know and beat up on them late in the game? There you go. And I have a lot of respect for Seattle. The rest will be easy. We won't make any comments. Uh, Arizona pitchfork for me. Done. Done. You too? Rams, done. pitchfork, done. Pitchfork, done. Minnesota, full meal in it. Full, no question yes. about it. Green Bay, salad fork, I mean, a middle fork. They got to go on a run. I still don't trust them because I don't I'm trust them. weapons. You're giving them a I'm, full pitchfork. I'm okay. pulling I'm I, I got a four just because Rogers can get hot, but I lean Understood. more towards you than mine. Detroit, pitchfork. Chicago, pitchfork. 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 Tampa Bay, in it. They, in they can it. get hot. They're going to win it. And Atlanta yeah. pitchfork, Carolina pitchfork, New Orleans pitchfork. You with me? All of those. Every single one. And four teams in the NFC East all are alive and well, and we believe in them, which is crazy to think that for that would be, well, it's, it, well, it's impossible to happen. It can't happen. You got to have four division winners and three wild cards. You can't have, I don't think, there's no, it's, unless, of course, the three wild cards, everybody, nobody else made a wild. I guess you could. But they're beat up on each other. I don't know. You can't. I don't know how you can have four teams from a division. Everything would have to fall into perfect place because then that would mean it would be like San Francisco, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, Minnesota, and then the three wild cards: Giants, Dallas, and Washington, all from the same division after they beat up on each other. It feels like I don't know the math part of it. It feels impossible, but I never say never. But I do think three teams from the East are going low. I really do. I'm with you. Same church, same crew, brother. <laughs> awesome. Uh, awesome stuff. So you're you're, you're pitchfork in the Packers. I love it. I absolutely love it. I, my man. Big, I did two weeks ago, win. but they scared Huge me. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, that's right. Huge big win, win for him. Huge win for him. And coming down twenty-eight to fourteen. So Jake and Cam, thank you. Up next is Dan Devone and Alan Styles. They'll keep you updated on everything from the 49ers, Golden State Warriors, and the rest of it. And, Lo, always great to be with you, brother. And we'll be back again next Tuesday because 49ers play on Monday Night Football, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll do it again next That's Tuesday, right. brother. Thank you very, very much. And Dan Devone and Alan Styles up Cheers. next on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, same to you, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, what's up next on The Game is brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises to Jake and Cam. Thank you and to all our great listeners at 95.7 The Game. Stay right here. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you next week right here on the Football Hour. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t